0: You're listening to episode number 28 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I get to sit down with my soul sister, Kayla, also known as KV. Kayla's on a mission to impact as many lives as possible with her story and message. We dive deep into her life story as she grew up with severe depression, suicidal thoughts, and addiction to cutting herself. She could have been just another statistic, but her determination of finding out what it is that she needed to accomplish in this one life she had was much, much greater. She spreads this message through her YouTube channel, Kayla's Kingdom, as well as her amazing podcast, The Impact. Her main belief is that every single person has a purpose they must accomplish, and Kayla is here as a live example to prove that pushing through the process and pain is inevitably rewarding. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a a. 4am idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anger is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. Today, I have entrepreneur and speaker Miss Kayla with me. I'm so excited about this episode because her energy through everything she does is just off the chains. Amazing. Like I just told her, I was looking at her story just now and I am so much more hyped for this episode than I was before, which is pretty (laughs) impossible, but I am. So Kayla, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So for my listeners, just, can you just tell them a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do currently and what, you know, you're sort of
1: aspiring to do. Okay. So what I'm doing currently is basically I'm trying to. Become a motivational speaker. Well, I am on my way to become a motivational speaker. I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast called The Impact. So from there, I am basically just trying to get my message out there and just trying to impact as many people as I can, because that is my goal overall. My overall goal is to just impact as many people every single day with my message. And also one day, you know, eventually travel the world speaking. Yes, yes. We have such
0: similar intentions like that. It's, it's, it's crazy. I'm so excited to meet you very, very, very soon. I know. <laughs> so just take it back for me and talk to me about, you know, what got you to this point. You know, you could take it back as far back as you want to, whatever you feel comfortable doing, but tell me a little bit about why you wanted to start this and how you sort of found your passion and your calling within this.
1: Right. So since You know, growing up, I haven't had that great of a childhood. I have always been into like my family has always had a lot of problems and my childhood mainly, mainly, you know, consists of hardships and downfalls and just so much stuff that, you know, a typical 13 year old shouldn't have gone through. So from the beginnings, if we start way back, it actually happened in third grade where I kind of had my eyes open. You know, I I got aware of all my family problems. I started being aware of how much my mom and dad would fight, how much, you know, like my dad's decisions were affecting me. So like he was a really bad drug addict and an alcoholic. So I was pretty innocent. But once, you know, third grade came and I started getting my eyes open to all these stuff, I started realizing that like what he was doing and how it was affecting my family. And I took it onto my Responsibility, I took it onto my shoulders to carry all his problems onto myself. And that really took a toll on me because not only did now I had to focus on his problems and trying to solve his problems, but I was also focusing on trying to help my brother and, you know, trying to guard him from all these downfalls and everything that my dad would do on a daily basis. And I was also trying to help my mom go through stuff, you know. And it was really, really hard on me because in third grade, I'm pretty sure I was like, 12 or maybe even 11. And, you know, an 11 year old doesn't typically, you know, have to go through all this. So I took it onto myself to just, you know, carry all his problems and try to solve my family's problems. And not only that, I also started getting bullied at school. So that took a huge toll on me. And I remember that I had no, I've, Honestly, really didn't have anybody. I never talked. I never was one to open up about my feelings. I always kept things to myself. And since I would bottle things up so much, I, you know, took it upon myself to find an outlet. And honestly, unfortunately, that outlet was cutting myself. And I started from the third grade, and it, you know, at first it wasn't daily, it was just, you know, here and there. But then it started becoming daily where I couldn't go a day without cutting myself in any way I can. any way I found, you know, how to. And it kept going on through like that until fifth grade. And then after fifth grade, I finally moved schools and I went to a whole brand new middle school. And that was like a clean slate for me. So I made new friends and like I, I was getting better. I was really, really getting better. In the seventh grade, I started getting bullied again. And then again, another thing, like it was like I went backwards in life. I felt like I was going backwards and I kept asking myself. And I remember since I'm Christian, I remember asking God and praying to him every single day and just, you know, getting to that point where I started actually hating really, really hating my life because I kept asking myself, I was like, why? Why me? Why do I just came to a whole brand new school? I made amazing friends that truly love me and we call each other our family. But now I'm getting bullied all over again. And then I started cutting myself again and it started turning into an addiction. And it got to a point where I really couldn't go a day without cutting myself. And I remember in eighth grade, it's kind of where I kind of had my epiphany where it was a huge, huge memory that I always tell to my viewers and everybody, because I remember one day I just I was getting so bullied and I had so much on my plate. And I remember just, you know, always thinking, what was the point? And I remember that I went into the school bathroom and I. I went into the school bathroom and I, you know, I took my my razor with me because I would always keep it with me. And I remember going in there and just cutting my legs as deep as I can. And my teacher, my favorite teacher, actually from that school, she I remember her entering the bathroom because, you know, people, my friends, they couldn't find me. So I remember her entering the bathroom and like just looking at me. And I remember seeing her and seeing her lips move. But I don't remember anything she was saying, like I couldn't hear her. And she told me later on that I was pale. Like I remember, like I stopped eating for a good while too. And she just saw me and she told me how she saw me and I was just super pale and I couldn't even talk. And I was just crying, crying, crying. And that same day, you know, they called my parents, the school called my parents and they came over. And I remember That they called my parents that day too. And my parents, they told me that they kind of knew what I was doing. Like they knew that I was self harming and they knew that just something wasn't right. But then that day, I remember that I, it was the first time I ever saw my dad cry and it hurt me. And I remember seeing my mom and like she wouldn't even look me in the eye. Like she was devastated, obviously, and disappointed. And that same night, I remember I was taken to a mental facility. And I remember just seeing like, you know, the ambulance came to pick me up and everything and like social workers came. And I was kind of confused, but at the, cause I knew, you know, that wasn't me. That wasn't the person. That wasn't the Kayla that people knew, but I was such in a deep hole of depression and just, you know, anxiety and all this, like, Suicidal thoughts and everything that I just, I was like, what's the point? I always told myself, I was like, what's the point? I don't see the point. I keep going backwards in life. I keep, like, I feel like there's no point in going. Like, I, there's no point really. And then I remember that day at the mental facility, I met so many people who had it harder than me. Like, I met these kids, these teenagers my age, and they would tell me, their life story. And they would tell me, you know, that like some of them, their parents died, they had nowhere to go. They were raised in like the foster care system. And then after I was there for 24 hours and I remember when, you know, they let me go and my parents came to pick me up, I kind of had an epiphany and I was like, why am I doing this? Why do I have this victim mindset when I just met these people that have it so much worse than me, so much worse. And then that was kind of the turning point of my life. And then later on after, since my dad, he never really stopped doing drugs. So that always took a huge toll on me. So my mom and my brother and myself, we came here to where we live now. And we moved in with my aunt and uncle and my two cousins. And that was kind of a new clean slate for me because I started in a whole brand new high school. You know, I didn't know anybody. I only knew my cousin. And then I joined the basketball team, which helped me so much. But then again, I felt like I went backwards in life because once I joined the basketball team, everything was amazing and great until sophomore year where I started becoming like the center of every drama, like every single thing that was happening in the team. I was the center of it. Like Kate, like this is because Kayla's fault, like this happened because of Kayla. And then I remember that I went again, I went back to cutting myself and it got to the point where I really, really couldn't stop. Like it was so much, it was 10 times worse. And my mom just didn't know what to do. I remember her when she found out again that I was cutting I remember her just shutting me out. Like she she didn't talk to me. She didn't look at me. She never, she would ask my brother to ask me things when I was right there in the room with her. It got to the point where really I felt so bad that I put this on my mom, but I was so selfish about how I was feeling that I just didn't care. And I remember that sophomore year, like this was truly where I kind of really turned, finally turned my life around because I remember sophomore year, I was having so much drama, so much family problems, and I was putting all these problems on me. And I started smoking too to try to show my dad that, you know what, your decisions are really affecting me. And then I remember that it was just a day where I exploded and I didn't know what to do. And we had sleeping pills here at my house that my aunt had. And I remember just taking them one by one by one. And I don't even remember how many pills I took, but I just remember texting my best friend at the moment and telling her, you know what, I'm sorry for every little thing I've done and just saying sorry to her and saying sorry to every person that I've hurt. And then, you know, just going to sleep. And I remember my whole team actually came to my house and all I remember is my best friend waking me up. And then she like, she woke me up and then my cousin came into the room and she was bawling her eyes out. And I remember that my best friend, she told me, she was like, oh, your brother left. And this whole time, I wasn't even thinking about my brother, but it's like, you know, it's my little brother. So when she told me, oh, your brother left the house, like he knew, he saw what you were doing, but he just didn't want to tell anybody. And I just remember like that hurt, that hit home. And I started crying, crying. and And I just remember asking myself, like looking into the mirror and just being like, when, when did I get to the point where I had to go and drink pills to just quit my life? And it's crazy because I think about everything that happened in my life. And I think about, you know, what if I wasn't texting my best friend? Or what if my best friend didn't go to my cousin and told her what was happening? Or what if my brother wasn't home and he didn't even realize what was happening? And I just think about everything that, you know, led to me being the person I am today. And I'm so, so thankful. Like, my story is very, it impacts how It doesn't impact, but I mean, it's very, how do you say it? Powerful and very deep, but I just, I love sharing my story because it honestly, I'm so happy to say that I went through that and then it just made me the person I am today. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's basically my life. That's what, you know, led me to being who I am today. No, and you're exactly right. It is so
0: powerful. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing that because there is at least one person out there who is going through, who's listening right now and going through something very, very similar to that. So to know, and I feel like in this, you know, society today, it's so, you know, beneficial to know that you are not alone in anything that you do. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I sort of want to take it back and talk about your mom for a little bit, because you mentioned a few times how, you know, she was sort of disappointed in you and she, you know, cut you out. So how did that sort of, what was that like and how did that impact you more?
1: Well, honestly, my mom has always been a huge, huge role model in my life. She She's so strong for everything she's been through. She's so strong. And she's honestly, I look up to her so much. She's my hero. But, you know, when I was going through that stuff, like, and she's, you know, kind of shunned me out. It hurt. It really, really hurt. But then later on, I remember that she told me like she we were talking about this whole thing. And then she asked me, she's like, do you remember when I shunned you out? Because it got to the point where honestly, she didn't even talk to me for my birthday. So that hurt, like that hit home really, really bad. And I asked her, I was up straight with her, I was like, why did you shun me out instead of, you know, consoling me or being like, I'm there for you? And she told me, she's like, because I was trying to build you up. And it's so true. If she would have, you know, put me in this little bubble of, oh, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. Like, I'm here for you. Honestly, I'm hardcore now because of her. And she told me that, you know, like it really, really impacted me. Like you said, it really, really did impact me because it truly, truly made me have the mindset I have now. That now, like when I see a hardship in my life or I see a tribulation or a challenge, I'm not like, I'm not scared. Instead, I'm more of, oh, I have that mentality of I'm ready. I've been through so much. And now I know that with my strength, And, you know, with God's strength and everything, I know I can get through it. And, you know, like for her doing that, shunning me out and stuff like that, it really, really build me up and build my character. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And that's really powerful
0: because I feel like a lot of the time when things happen, like I know all the time Gary V talks about how there's it doesn't make sense that there are like third and you know fourth and like 10 place ribbons right and so I think that's so powerful but I want to know like at the time did you you know sort of see that or were you like angry with her and you know and you were like I don't understand like why this is happening to me like I don't understand you know why she's doing this
1: right right no you're right no at the time I didn't see that at the time I was so oh my gosh I remember that I was so angry I was so full of not hatred, but I, it was to the point where I didn't even want to call her mom. I would try to avoid her as much as I can. Like if people from school would ask me like, or from church, they would ask me like, Oh, how's your mom? I'd be like, like, I tried to avoid the conversation. Like it got to the point where her not being there for me at the moment hurt so much that I was just I wanted to move out. I I honestly like didn't want to sleep in the same room as her. I didn't want to, I didn't, it got to the point where I didn't even want to breathe the same air as her. So at the time it hurt so, so much. And I never, you know, I was in that mindset of why me, you know, woo me and, you know, just feeling sorry for myself. But yeah, you're totally right. It really, really did hurt at the moment. Right. Right. Oh my gosh.
0: That's so powerful. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's talk about that sort of like epiphany moment. And Mm -hmm. because for me, I believe that like my goal is trying to help other teens sort of not waste so much time in Mm -hmm. these experiences that, you know, you and I have gone through and really try to implement the tools for them so that they could sort of, you know, go through it, but with less stress, less, you know, you sort of less deep, I guess it is. Right, right. And so sort of like walk me through a little bit more in depth about that epiphany moment and about, you know, sort of the actions you took after
1: that you know, initial moment happened. Right. Well, I remember after the epiphany moment, I remember just thinking of just kind of going through it like a movie. Honestly, I remember going, seeing everything I've been through, like my whole timeline and just, you know, being like, okay, that's where I went wrong. And I, you know, I pointed out the things where I went wrong. And I also pointed out the things that I did right. So the things that I did right, I incorporated it after I had my epiphany, which was I focused on myself. I had time. Like I would honestly set out time for myself every single day to just meditate and just focus on what I need to focus on. And I remember also, you know, after that epiphany moment, I started just kind of stepping away from drama as like, I still had friends, but at the same time, I tried to really just step away and just honestly focus on what I needed to focus on. So let's say my friends were going out and if I really, really had to go out with them, I would. But if I didn't and they were just going out to go out to like the movies or, you know, just be as a group, I try to really step away from that because I realized that, you know, the friendships I had, even though I'm, I'm really, really grateful for them, but the friendships I had throughout my high school years, they weren't as great. Mm. So I started noticing and I started, you know, kind of not pushing them away, but keeping a distance. And I started, you know, like just, I remember kind of writing things out too. I wrote things out, like I would write my friend's name out and like my teammates' names. And, you know, I would pick the people, okay, who were the ones who stuck by my side and who didn't show me toxic traits or who didn't show me ways to, you know, like, just make me worse. So I did that. I started, you know, kind of pushing away, not pushing away, but kind of distancing myself from toxic relationships as much as I can. I kind of, you know, went MIA for a little bit. I stopped, I actually stopped getting on the social media. Like I kind of quit social media for a good while and just, you know, had that time to just meditate and just relax and just focus on myself, what I needed to do. And I also remember that I tried to figure out every toxic trait I have and work on it daily. Every trait that I thought it was toxic for the people around me, like me personally, I would work on that trait and I would be like, okay, like these are the steps I have to take to take this trait away or just stop doing this habit.
0: That is so crazy because when I had my like epiphany, you know, like a moment, whenever yeah. I literally made a list of all the people in my life and like crossed certain people <laughs> out who didn't like, you know, serve me at that time. Yeah. And I quit social media for a year or two. So I'm like, I'm oh, wow. mind blown right now. When you said that yeah. you wrote up, you wrote up to people in your life, like, like, you know, across the toxic ones. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I did that too. That's, <laughs> That's insane. <so> cool. <laughs> but you said something so, 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 so key. And I want to, you know, sort of rewind to it. And What you right. said is you started to focus on what you really needed to focus on. And this right. is so important. I can't trust this enough because, For me, I took a semester in Israel last, my junior year. I spent four months in Israel studying. And I like, when I was there, I focused fully on, you know, Israel and I immersed myself in all that stuff. But when I came back, I sort of had to, you know, shift back to America and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so what I did is I prioritized and I started, I only really focused on school and my job and I let go, not like entirely let go, but let go of like my friendships and like, you know, hang out with my family and whatever. Right, but right. In that moment and in, you know, in that, you know, time, I realized that this is what I need to do going forward. Like, obviously not to that extreme, but I need to sort of, you know, like you said, like if your friends are going out, like maybe I shouldn't go out with them, you know, maybe I should right. stay back and do whatever. And that is yeah. so important because although again, like it may not be to the same extremity, you know, deciding between going out with friends or studying for that test is like, you know, so important. If you could just touch on that a little bit more, I would appreciate that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I used to be, it's really, really crazy because the person I am now was never the person I thought I would ever become because now I'm more like, I keep to myself more. Mm -hmm. Like if I, like you said, like, if I really, really don't have to go out, I will not. But back then, you know, before everything happened, if my friends would like text me, Hey, we're going to the movies, let's go. I would be the first one to say, Oh my gosh, yes, let's Mm -hmm. go. Like, I, yes, I'm so down. But it's so yeah, it's I really, really, really think it's so important to really focus on what truly matters, like what you said, right? Because, you know, sometimes you don't have to go out or sometimes you don't have to be doing, you know, scrolling through your phone on Instagram for a good hour. Like you don't have to be doing that. You can be doing something productive, something that, you know, is for your passion, something that will help you become a better person. And I really, I think that's super important to just know, know your limits. You Mm. really, Someone needs to know their limits to be able to stop themselves and tell themselves, okay, you know what? I don't have to be doing this. I don't have to be on Snapchat right now. I don't have to be texting this person. I really should be focusing on, let's say an assignment for school, or I really should be reading this book instead of, you know, just being on my computer watching YouTube all day. Like I really, really think that's really important. And you know, that it's been like kind of incorporated now in our society for a good while, but there's also been multiple, like I've seen it, like I have a little brother and you know, he like, sometimes I tell him, I'm like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't be Snapchatting this person. Maybe you should just be, you know, meditating or just going out or reading this book. Like I have a bunch of books you can read, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's super, super important that one needs to know their limits and they need to have boundaries for themselves. And they need to be, honestly, I believe they need to be the hardest person on themselves. The hardest, hardest person in their whole life. Like they should be the hardest person on themselves and be able to control themselves.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. What would your advice be for someone who's trying to achieve that?
1: honestly, it's, oh, it's so crazy. (laughs) So hard. It's so hard because I, myself, I'm still in that process. You know, I still kind of give in sometimes to my pleasures and my, like what I want to do, my desires and stuff. Yeah. But I think, I personally think that, you know, you should What I did, okay, what I did and what really, really helped me and what my mentor helped me to do is that I have a whole written schedule out every single day. So I have an hour to do, you know, I wake up at five. I have an hour to, you know, focus on my YouTube, check out my statistics and everything. And then I have another hour to just reading, reading 30 pages. And then I have another hour to just making videos or writing out plans and or writing out my goals. And I think that a written schedule is so, so key. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to really achieve your goals and have that personal control, that self-control, my bad, you really, really need to have a written schedule because that way you follow it every single day. And consistency is key. So if if you stay consistent to your schedule, then nothing, you know, and every day you do exactly what you have to be doing every single hour, then nothing can easily, you know, distract you. And you honestly, it's so crazy because I'm sure you know this too. Like once you have a written schedule, it's crazy because distractions, like you have no time for distractions. You really don't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think a written schedule is honestly the beginning, the first step anyone should take.
0: Yes, my favorite thing to do, like every Sunday morning, is just sit in my bed, go on Excel, and just like work my time because I I make a timetable in Excel, and it's like my favorite thing to do in the entire. I mean, I'm pretty obsessed with like organizing and stuff, but it's my favorite thing to do just because I color code like every different section, (laughs) and it's like uh, (laughs) it makes me ugh, it's so beautiful, and like it's so funny because. When I first created my one for college, I like I started to put in my classes and whatever, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so blank." And then I started to put in like, you know, when I record the podcast and when I edit the podcast, and it got so full and full, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." Yeah, I agree, a (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah, but then no, that's so good because like a lot of people like they will say one thing and do the other. And that's exactly. where they go wrong. Right. You know, I mean, I've definitely fallen victim to that many, many times. And I feel like that's totally okay because, you know, again, mm-hmm. we're both learning, but that is such a key, you know, aspect. And I love that. I love how you said that. You know, I love what you said. Right, that. Right. For my final question, this is a question that I ask all the guests in the podcast. So based mm. off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion Podcast, what is one tip that you would give dreamers based off how you fashioned your passion?
1: Right. Well, first off, I really love I when I remember oh my gosh, when you DM'd me on Instagram and I clicked on your page and then I saw your podcast, like the name of your podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. I love I love that title, honestly. But if I would give one piece of advice, the first thing I would say, honestly, is don't give up. It sounds so cliche and so typical, but it's so true. Because if you like honestly, I I'm not trying to boost you know like my story or anything, but I am I see myself as living proof that you know if you don't give up, you will eventually find your passion. Amen. And if you honestly, if you don't give up and you don't listen to anything, anybody's judgments or anybody's opinions, like anybody meaning your family, meaning your close friends, meaning like your childhood best friends, anybody's opinions. If you don't listen to anybody's opinions, you will eventually you will honestly find your passion and you will execute. But honestly, the first piece of advice is just don't give up. No no matter who, yeah, like no matter who or what is in your way. Honestly, because this is your life. We just have one life. This is what I don't understand. Like people, people like they don't understand how much like our life is so precious. We have one life to execute and to truly, you know, act upon our dreams and get our dream turn our dreams into a reality yes that is
0: so 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 good i love it all right where can people find you on social media on the internet give them everything all the
1: good stuff okay so on instagram you can just you can find me the thek.v. so you know the the k-a-y dot v and then on snapchat it's kayla so k-e-i-l-a underscore abigail six and then my youtube channel is called kale's kingdom and my podcast is on anchor and all every other platform and it's called the impact by kv Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion
0: podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned as well. Do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.